Hey y'all, <laughs> welcome back to the Misadventures of the Millennial Virgin podcast. We are at episode five, episode five. <laughs> I'm your host, Mia Cresswell. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome, thank you. <laughs> but before you go any further, stop what you're doing and subscribe. Go listen to episode one and come on back and join us, right? Now, for those of you who are already caught up, today's topic is sex. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, for those of you who haven't gone back to episode one yet, you're probably wondering, what in the world? What have I clicked on? Why, who, why did so-and-so why did tell me to listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> but it's not what you think. So that's why I said stop what you're doing. Go listen to the first four episodes and come back and join us, all right? All right, so for those of us who are still here, today we are talking about how our lives, how our views about sex shape the way we move through life. We're talking about how a person's views about sex are usually shaped by our upbringing, our environment, and our experiences. So our upbringing, usually our home life, our environment, our relationships with our peers, um, the conversations that we have with other people, the things that we're exposed to, and our experiences. Our experiences are things that we've gone through personally, and sometimes experiences that um, we've heard about by the people that we know. Um, and so today, we're going to keep the topic a little bit on the light side. We're not going to get too, too deep, because <laughs> how many of y'all want to hear from some experts who can shed some light on this topic with us? I know I do. Raise your hand. Raise it up. Raise the roof, right? <laughs> y'all remember, raise the roof. <laughs> okay, I'm cracking myself up right now. <laughs> Anyways, stay tuned for that. So today, we're going to keep it a little bit light. In the meantime, if you listen to episode one, you know that I created this space to have open, honest conversations and healthy conversations. Because that's what that's what that's where I am in life, and I feel I, tr I genuinely believe that a lot of people want to have, be able to have open, healthy, honest conversations. Just sometimes we like need that little push to get us started, right? Now. Like we talked about in episode one, we all know that the topic of sex is usually taboo in a lot of households, right? Raise your hand. Nobody's going to judge you. <laughs> We're here now. And how many of us actually sat around with our parents talking about sex? I mean, got to the nitty gritty. Okay, not to where it got cringeworthy, like, oh my gosh, but oh my gosh. But the truth, though, behind the good, the bad, and the ugly like got beyond the surface of sex, right? Not very many people based on the conversations that I've had. And I must say that I come from a household where my mom, she was very open with us, like my dad, you know, what dad wants to talk to their daughters about sex. <laughs> but my mom, as we got older, she became much more open. Because um, honestly, like what teenager, like forget, you know, parents, one thing, but like what teenager is like, oh yeah, wakes up one day, hey, I, hey mom, dad, I want to talk, talk to you about sex. I want to talk to you about my sex life. No, no, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> so that's why it's so many things are happening in secret that we don't, even know about, right? Um, but like I said before, teenagers and adolescents, they are already learning about sex from their peers. And a lot of what they're hearing is false. And a lot of what they're hearing is 
Um, it's unhealthy. And a lot of it, what they're hearing is misinformation. It's something that they've seen on TV, because y'all know TV, social media, all that. They're getting stuff from all these other sources. Um, and so really the primary source of where young people should receive their information should always be from a parent or a guardian and a trusted adult. Now, let's get into this. So from a Christian view, sex was designed to be enjoyed between husband and wife. That's Bible, y'all. <laughs> Not just have sex, but to be enjoyed. Enjoy. Y'all see joy is in that word, the joy of the Lord. <laughs> okay, I'm just waiting. Let me stop. <laughs> but look it up for yourself if you don't believe me. And I'm not going to get into all the extras right now, but look it up. Even if you just want to start at, there's a book um, in the Bible. It's called The Song of Solomon. Look, start there if you choose to, because God, like sex in itself is not bad. And I'm going to get into that a little bit. Um, but if that's the case, if it is true that God designed for sex to be enjoyed between a husband and a wife, and he, in, he designed women, wives, to enjoy sex in a particular context, just like men, husbands, how do we get to a point where we truly embrace this reality? Because there's always this thing about, oh, men, you know, are made this way and women, we are made different, but science like from a science standpoint like in from a biblical standpoint god made us to both enjoy sex in the right context right now particularly for individuals who are abstaining from sex outside of marriage like how do you get to the point where you're like okay sex itself is not bad it's a beautiful thing god created it for a certain purpose and then Decide, okay, let me make sure that my thoughts or my actions are in that context too. How do we get to that point? Well, I believe that every question that we have about life can be found in the Bible in some way, shape, or form. Because from the very beginning of time, there have been issues that came up that God provided answers for. And the same thing applies with sex. If we, let me tell y'all, we as a society, as a whole, we have turned sex into two things. One thing we've turned, one of two things, we've turned sex either into something that is sinful, something that should not be thought about, something that should not be talked about. It is just horrible. It is just gross. It's don't talk about it. Don't come my way. <laughs> or we've turned it into something too, something that is just to be used freely without regard for boundaries, discernment, none of that. Just whatever you want, whatever makes you feel good, do it. No biggie. It won't matter. Both of those extremes can and are very harmful. And one, because for example, if someone is struggling with temptation and they are viewing sex as something to be ashamed of, like it's just this never ending cycle of, oh my goodness, I'm just, I'm just such a shameful person and sex is just, it's so bad and I'm not supposed to think about it, I'm not supposed to talk about it. But if we put the value back into sex and honor it, in the same way that God does. Because if we honor sex in the right context and we view it that way and we view it as something that's not to be ashamed of, but has a certain purpose, we're honoring God. Because God created sex. We can create sex. <laughs> we have twisted it up and all these different things, but God created sex. So nothing that God creates is bad or sinful. So if we honor sex and view it the same way that God does, 
but our complete thought process about it and how we choose to use it can change as well. I believe that. Now, those who view something, again, like I was saying, sex, um, those who view sex as something that's sinful, a lot of times guilt comes with that, right? Um, it's, oh my goodness, I can't think about it, can't talk about it. For example, like I've talked to different young people who are wanting to know and trying to find the balance between accepting the fact that God made us a certain way, he made us with certain desires, certain body parts, all that, finding the balance and accepting that but then also learning how to channel those thoughts into the right context and wait for the right time. That's something that a lot of young people struggle with. Um, and so again, this is not something that happens overnight. This is not just, okay, this is something I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wake up and I've got it all together. It's just gonna be easy street. I'm like that song, easy street. Was that on that, was it the any movie? <laughs> anyway, it's not gonna be easy street, but it is a process, it takes time. Um, but and it also takes a lot of prayer. Like it may sound cliche, but it's true. Um, but we'll go more into that in the future. Um, but the other part, the other um, way that the world views sex or has turned sex into is the thought process that sex can and should be used freely without regard of boundaries or judgment without boundaries or discernment. It honestly, like if we're honest with ourselves, that's a slippery slope too, because look around us. I mean, all we have to do is pick up our phone and see how sex crazed our society is. And a lot of it creates unhealthy thoughts and un unhealthy habits. Um, if we're like truly, you know, looking in the mirror and looking at our actions, like, man, is this really true to who I am? Or am I just doing this because someone else is doing or because the world says that this is something to do? Like, is this really true to who I am and who I was created to be? Um, just look at the results of both of those extremes. Because like I said, both extremes have have their own, you know, results and own consequences that aren't, aren't healthy for us. Um, like I said, this episode was just to kind of give us an intro about sex and how, how our upbringing and our experiences shapes our views about it, right? And so my question that I want to leave you with is, what can we do to bridge the gap between eliminating the shame, but also inserting proper context behind the purpose of sex? That's something to think about, right? Eliminating the shame behind sex, but also insert the proper context behind the purpose of sex. How do we bridge that gap? How do we bring those things together? I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear your experiences, your, your ideas, because honestly, this is just the beginning of the conversation. This is just episode five, y'all. <laughs> like, it's gonna, like, it, this is just the very beginning, and I want to hear from you, because we have some, we have a younger generation who's out here, and even older people, I'm sure, people who are, oh, you know, 30 and up, or whatever, and 30's not old, because I'll be 30 next year, Lord willing, <laughs> but older, you know, just everybody, like, how can we bridge that gap um, to where we can have these conversations that will be about sex in the proper context and eliminating the, sh eliminating the shame and creating a healthy balance in all of that and a healthy balance in the conversations. Um, so I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Um, if you've had these same thoughts or these same experiences and questions and you've, you're wondering, how can we bridge that gap? Let's work together to do that. 
um because together we go far like that's a slogan from somebody out here i don't know <laughs> but together we go far right um anyways one more thing y'all y'all know that before i go i have to have to have to insert a shameless plug for on your peach right shameless i'm not i have no shame at all <laughs> we are less than two weeks away from our second annual back to school social on august 18th okay second annual y'all it's it's about it's about to be it's about to be amazing last year was great this year is going to be even better um this event is geared towards girls and young ladies ages 11 through 20. Now, I know some people sometimes wonder, why is such a big age difference? Well, it's not that much of an age difference when you think about how young girls have some of the same issues as older girls have, or same issues, concerns, experiences in a different way. And you're never too young to um, need or want mentoring. You're never too old for that either. I think mentoring is a lifelong experience of receiving mentoring and being a mentor to someone else. Um, so... If you have not registered, what you waiting on? Go register. <laughs> For more information, go visit www.ownyourpeach.org, okay? And meet me there. Now, www.ownyourpeach.org. Okay, so y'all don't want to miss this, okay? Again, this is for young ladies ages 11 through 20. Y'all come get your school supplies, come and join our raffle. I know that's a big thing I've been talking about a lot as far as our raffle. All of our sponsors, two of our, our sponsors really are really the reason why we're able to even like put on this event is um, Sam's Club and Chick-fil-A. They're both sponsoring our event to make sure we can actually have the event. And then our other amazing sponsors who are donating their time their services and raffle items who doesn't like free gifts i mean seriously <laughs> and you'll just come and be encouraged and really start building relationships that are going to last throughout the entire year so just come join us that's it for my my little on your peach plug my shameless on your peach plug okay meet me there okay meet the rest of us there and again that is all for episode five thank you so much for listening remember new episodes of the misadventures of the millennial virgin podcast drop every first and third monday now, if you are not already subscribed, what you waiting on? You listened to this whole episode and you still didn't subscribe? Come on now. <laughs> Head on over to www.miacresswell.com and listen. Or you can go to the Anchor app, or you can go to podcasts, or you can go to Spotify, or wherever podcasts are available. But again, you can go straight to my website and just listen there. Um, last thing is, don't forget to share, 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 share with your friends. <laughs> and lastly, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Mia Cresswell, and on Instagram and Twitter at Farkarwa. And that's the at symbol, of course, F-A-R-K-A-R-W-A. And I know some people recently asked, um, were wondering, what does that mean? Because I feel like people see it, but don't always know. Farkarwa means awaken in the Husa language in West Africa, in Nigeria particularly. And it's a tribe slash language um, that I got it from. And I don't know, I was just thinking one day and just awaken. The reason why I was 
searching for that particular word is just to awaken to God's truths about us, awaken to um, to our growth, awaken to our full potential, and just awaken to everything that God has for us and that life has for us to be a light um, in this world. Um, so that's where that's where Farcaro comes from. Just a little nugget right there. Um, again, that's all for episode five. Stay tuned for next time. Okay. <laughs>